1: Welcome everyone to another episode of In the Eye of the Hurricane with Head Coach Youssef Shakir. I'm your host, Chad Schoet. Thank you for joining us this week as we talk everything Manatee Hurricane football. Joined as always with Manatee Head Football Coach Youssef Shakir. Welcome, Coach. Thank you, Ted. Great to see you again. Good to see you, too. Good good week, and we'll jump right into it. Uh, got our first win last week against Kathleen. Um, I think probably the worst thing that happened was probably the, the uh, traffic on the way up, which always happens in Lakeland. Uh, but we won 28-12, to 12, got our first victory the, of, the, of the season. Talk a little bit about your overall assessment of the game, what you felt like after watching some film on it over the weekend.
2: Uh, well, of course, we didn't have any turnovers, so that was good. That's always a positive when we caused. I think four turnovers, I think, uh, that night. And then uh, kicking game, we returned some kicks. For some good yardage, and we didn't give up any big returns in the kicking game. Uh, we didn't have any kicks blocked, and we blocked the kick. Uh, so that's always kind of good on the overall picture of everything. But there's a lot of things we need to work on, uh, especially we need to shore up some tackling. And uh, we had to couple of take some couple checks and adjustments we had to get in. Uh, Kathleen kind of went away from what they had been showing on film and did some things totally different. But I think that's always good because then your kids have some in-game adjustments that they can work on and prepare for, especially for the next game. and then it just comes easier that next game. So uh, with that, that's kind of the first, really, team uh, the whole year to kind of just kind of switch up everything that they were kind of doing on us going into the game. Uh, and so that's, that was very good for our kids getting get that opportunity and, of course, being very successful at doing it. And, you know, Kathleen is always a very athletic team. Uh Every year, you know, year in year out, but I don't think people like I told the kids on Tuesday. I'm like I this where Ray Lewis went to school, right? They're like, for real? Yeah. The kids had no clue. No, yeah, yeah. had no clue. Yeah, the it. young, um, the youngins these days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was just so interesting. I was like, man, y'all know there's a lot of NFL absolutely. Come out of Kathleen, I'm absolutely. Just like, for real, coach. I was like, yeah, man, yep.
1: there's some athletes. Man. Um, talk a little bit about the offense first. Um We just looked. Like we we're a little more in rhythm, some new formations, some new plays we hadn't seen yet this this year. Is that a little bit of a, a mixture of, of the bye week and just preparation, maybe what we saw that we could do against Lakeland Kathleen? Is that somewhere that, hey, we've always wanted to see this progression move forward and install some more
2: because of our inexperience going forward? Yes, definitely. And also and you know, just with us having a new coordinator really coming in, really kind of right. Right before camp really almost you know just a progression of us installing things and installing. because you don't want to get too much too fast because the kids don't really get a good baseline for things and so i think that really helps us nothing also our coordinator coach green has a better grasp of what the kids can and can't do and where they fit best and you should probably see it further we move different people around trying to get a good feel for what we do and what we do best at this time because we've had a yeah you know, as you know we we're missing a couple backs, you know to start the season, you know uh so we had to adjust a lot of what our scheme was going to be based off of that. Uh, you know, Going into the season, we were going to have uh, Kyrie, of course, uh, then Tyson. Then we were going to add Napoleon in once he got healthy. Uh, but, of course, all of them were unhealthy. Hmm. At one point, none of them were playing. Uh, so for us, you know, we had to find some different creative ways to do a couple different things early on in the season. And then I think that's helped us now uh, once we start to get everybody back healthy. And then also... You know Napoleon came back, so sure. I, that was a, You just saw a, a different speed level, and that's what Napoleon is: speed and his explosiveness and his quickness.
1: Yeah, 10 carries for him was that something right around where you wanted to be? Kind yes. of, you know, with his first game back. Let's not let's not make him the workhorse. Mm-hmm. Put him in it, and and you saw as the game went on, he became even more explosive. Where guys are getting tired, I think you could see where he, you know because he hadn't been playing, mm-hmm. he's got that freshness. Um, almost, I think probably could have broken maybe a couple there. Um, but but it was great to see him back. Also, the emergence of Jamil Williams, a freshman. He played a couple weeks ago before the wide week against Brayton River, but I thought really came into his own. I, I think he made that 60 to 70 yards mm-hmm. on maybe 10 to 12 carries, something yep. like that. Um, so that was, a, that was a, great, a great look to see as well. It also looked like, to me, Jace uh, throwing a little more zip on the ball, mm-hmm. to be honest. I don't know if it was Adrenaline and he's jacked up a little bit. I thought one of the ones a little deep. If you put some air underneath it, Mm -hmm. he probably gets and gets it over the linebacker. I think their linebacker drops one. But like you said, no turnovers is huge. It doesn't put us in a bad spot defensively. They did try to flip the field on us a couple times, and they did in the beginning. You know, to where they got the 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 ball there on on our own 45. So defensively, we talked a little bit at the beginning. Three turnovers, one for a touchdown. Um, You know. To me, it was a little bit of a, of a, of a uh, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde with the defense. We made some of those great plays, but also made some mistakes in, in, in the run game, things like that. Uh, what you see from the defense in particular, I mean, we may have to
2: to fix and solve as we move forward. Well, like I said, uh, you know, they came out and switched up some things on us uh, and did some things differently. And then we've had, uh, we had we uh, had two guys that were out Friday night, you know that. Uh, kind of made us adjust some of the things that we did. And we had to do some things that we normally don't do on defense uh, against certain formations because, of the fact, we had two guys that weren't in there uh, that really affected us personnel-wise so what we can do with our coverage. Uh, so we had to do some different things, and we just had to basically just kind of live with, you know, the, the things that we were deficient in that night.
1: Um, talking about special teams. You mentioned it earlier. Um, Iron obviously was a big kickoff return uh, that, that really sparked that, that second half there and, and uh, looked like we changed up the return. The return, we've been a return right mm-hmm. pretty much since, well, as far as I can remember. Mm-hmm. Changed that up a little bit. What, what went to, to that? Was it something we saw against Lakeland Kathleen? Hey, just installing something new,
2: see if it works. Um, and no, it, and actually, it did look like it looked good. Yeah, actually, after the, um, the Lakeland game, we switched it up. Um, so, you know, we had some good returns. Uh, we basically, basically been starting at basically the 40 or better uh, every single time, you know, unless they kick it out of the end zone.
1: Talk a little bit about Axel, too. Um, pretty. I mean, other than the last kick where I think mm. was meant to be a pooch to run the, the clock down. But um, other than that... Uh, all every single one in the end zone. Yes. Talk about how how much that can that's a, a for the defense especially
2: of a threat that is. Oh well, you know, and you know the charge, you know, when people got to drive like 80 yards, you know, it's like three percent chance of scoring. So he put to us in the best situation to start defense off as possible. That's the biggest thing I've been talking to the kids on defense about. Like, I hey, mean, we have a great kicker, We got a guy that's gonna make them drive 80 for us. So we got to make sure we get off the field. And we got to reward that.
1: Talk about getting off the field. We struggled again with penalties this week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, look, some of it is is inexperience. Some of it's the motion of the game. Some of it's the bonehead stuff like a mouthpiece or something yeah. like that. You know, which was one of them. Mm-hmm. How, what do you do? I mean, of course, people are watching. People are on the at the game and, and they don't understand. You know, they, they're they're oh this is undisciplined. Oh this is this. As a coach, and I've been there, what do you do, I mean, you know, other than yeah. running, them, running them until they don't want to be there anymore? Yeah,
2: well, you know, the main thing is just about focus and attention to detail. You know, kids, I think Tony Dungeon said it the best in his book. He said, you know, players aren't trying to make mistakes. So, you know, it's not that they're out there trying to do it. You know, it's the fact that they just have to focus and lock in mentally. And when you come off of an off week, you haven't played in 14 days. When the other team is continuously playing, they're going to be in a little bit better flow than you. Uh, so you're going to have, a, it's going to be a little low. The only time there has never been low after off-week for me is like we were playing a top team in the country. You know, and the kids knew amped up they had to be, and, and those two weeks were just great weeks of focus and great weeks of practice. Uh, and, you know, we have an immature team, so you're going to get some immature mistakes and some mental mistakes, but like you said, you know, we have to get those things out of us. You know, and for us, really, you know, you, you talk about, like, Kathleen, basically. You know, that was their fifth game and a kickoff class. So they're basically in their sixth game compared to our fourth. Mm-hmm. And people don't, a lot of times, people don't really understand how much of a difference that is. Huge. Uh, unless you, you you actually play in those situations and, and those things, you know. Uh, I always go up and play Georgia schools. And Georgia always start two weeks before us, and they always used to have a uh, two kickoff classics, basically, scrimmage games. And they would just be so much cleaner than us early on because of that, because those kids just had those game-type experiences and those game-type situations. Uh, so for us, you know, going into it, of course, you know, the kids have to understand that they can make them, and they see them, and we talk, but talk about the reason why I think a lot of people always, you know, especially in, in sports, a lot of times they say, hey, what you gonna do to punish what you gonna? Do? It's all about teaching. It's all about teaching and getting correcting those issues and correcting those problems. And a lot of situations, we have a young team, they haven't been through them before, so they don't understand. Sure. They don't know. And so, more mature teams, uh, that have kids who are been playing for a couple years know those situations and know those moments, and they can help some of the younger kids along the way. We're kind of feeling out way, our way through together. Yeah. Well, it was a good win, no, no matter what.
1: Always good to get the first W in the column. Uh, but don't go anywhere. We'll be right back here after this quick break with more of In the Eye of the Hurricane with head coach Yusef Shakir.
3: Champions aren't made by sneaker companies, social media, or television networks champions are forged by Florida's merciless summer sun. One more sprint ran in the sand, one more set of bench presses, and one more hour of rep after rep after rep until perfection is reached and character is made rock solid. Coming soon, the Hurricane Champions Foundation will provide the resources needed to cover the cost of special projects and gear needed to ensure that our hurricane athletes participating in all sports have the resources and opportunities they need to match the size of their hearts and the depth of their dedication. The hurricane champions foundation supporting manatee high school athletics champions are made details coming soon.
1: Welcome back to In the Eye of the Hurricane with Head Coach Yusef Shakir. I'm Chad Choate. Joining me now is one of the longtime assistants, uh, age is only a number coach, but assistant coach uh, Dennis Stollard, uh, coaching our special teams. Thanks for joining us, Coach. Glad to be here. You know, it's funny, but right before you came in, uh, we were talking about just the staff in general, and, and Coach said, you know, I, I wish— uh, I could take about 20 years off of Coach Toller, <laughs> so that you guys can retire together at the end. You've been here a long time. Tell us a little bit. Just you've been through uh, multiple head coaches, um, obviously multiple, multiple assistant coaches. One, what keeps you at T? What keeps you going? What, why here?
4: You know, people ask me that a lot, and I, I think it's really pretty simple. I, I think God wires people to be able to do certain things, and I just feel. Internally wired to be a coach, and I still enjoy teaching uh, very much. I teach accounting, first, second, and I have a third year student here, and that's what football is. It's just teaching, and I don't have a dream job that I want to leave and go to one day. Right. I just, I just really have a good time, and I think kids keep you thinking young and feeling young and acting young. And I just enjoy it
1: yeah it's it's definitely hard to keep up with the young the young the young kids with the net technology and and that sort of thing. they definitely keep you on your toes as long as Coach Shakir handles all the technology stuff and I don't have to deal with any technology I'm good. Then we're good. Let's talk a little bit about special teams. You've been really blessed with having Axel, I think, what a four is he a four year starter, starter, three year starter? On uh, on varsity. Talk a little bit about his, how you've seen his progression as he's gotten older and, and now a senior and you know, in the summertime he, he took a lot of tours and went to a lot of different camps and, and, and teams and stuff like that. Talk a little bit about his, his experience and, and him as a kicker. I think sometimes
4: the hardest thing with some kids, he's, he's such a perfectionist. He's, he's got a four-point off-the-chart GPA, and he works that hard with football. And sometimes I have, to, I have to throttle him down a little bit because you can actually kick too much. Sure. You go to kicking camps, and if you're there for four or five hours, they really don't care. They'll let you kick a 100 balls if they want to. And then if you're going to a camp and the next three days later, you're still leg-weary. So you've got to be careful with guys. And Axel puts a lot of pressure on himself because he is a perfectionist. Yeah. He wants everything high, down the middle, and if it's not, you know, he kicks himself. And I, I think that's one of the big challenges, and he's growing up a little bit, is he's learning to accept the fact that not every kick is going to be perfect.
1: Well, he's, he was almost perfect Friday night, and um, I don't know if the short kick was probably said, hey, let's go a little shorter for the time's sake, maybe, and let the clock run, I don't know. Um, but he's been pretty darn good with, I don't know his stats, I don't know if you have it on top of your head, with, um, with touchbacks, do you know what his percentage is? If I had to guess, it would be somewhere in the 70s. I don't have the total with me, but that was our goal going in. We wanted to hit 75%. Okay.
4: And, you know, we haven't gotten into the windy weather yet and the cold and stuff like that, and the ball
1: still carries real
4: good right now
1: uh talking you know deuce <laughs> uh nick bigelow is uh is our punter and he's i think he's averaging close to 40 yards if i if i read the correctly i think longest is like a 48 something like that he's done a really good job especially to change and we changed up you know from a rugby style to the basic you know straight up style talk a little bit about nick well that's actually a long story because
4: ha- had nick not been injured coming into his junior season I would have probably still stayed with the pro-style spread with the two gunners. But at the time, Nick wasn't consistent enough. And he wasn't hanging the ball four seconds like he is now and giving us the ability to cover. So that's why we initially went to the rugby, because we felt like we didn't have a guy. You know, we've always had a guy at Manatee. Sure. Years and years and years. But, you know, with, with Jonathan Hernandez and Tankersley and all those guys. But we went to the rugby, and now Nick has finally gotten stronger and he's he's dedicated himself to learning how to be a traditional punter and last week was the first week of results from our technique work that we've been doing and i think he's he's got a strong leg if he can hang the ball four seconds and kick it 35 yards you know we're, we're going to be happy
1: yeah we're going to get guys down there to cover and i, th- I don't i don't think kathleen returned a punt last week did they no there was zero return yards and we had four down inside the 20 that's a beautiful thing for the defense that sets them up real nice right um you know he, the guys that really go unspoken are the long snappers <laughs> um they go unspoken until they do something wrong um talk a little about I know we do two of them one one during field goal um uh, and uh one during punt talk a little about both of those guys tell out there they may not know the difference what's the difference really explain the difference especially technique wise on a, on a punt snap compared to a, a field goal snap
4: well, our field goal guy, we'd really like to have a little bigger kid in there on PAT field goal because there are a lot of big bodies around him. There's, mm-hmm. there's 280, 300-pound guys next to him and coming at him. Now, in high school, you really can't so theoretically hit the, theoretically. the <laughs> center, but you know he's going to get hit from time to time. And Daywan Smalley, is a, he's a little bit bigger. I don't know exactly what he weighs now. but He's around 200, to something and the technique there basically is you're pretty much an arm snapper arm and forearm forearm and hand guy and accuracy is the key in being a pat snapper it's not necessarily about speed as a matter of fact when you go to college and get in the nfl they actually don't want the guy snapping it as hard as he possibly can because it's tough to hold you're only seven yards back the long snapper has got to be a little bit different type of athlete he's got to be pretty flexible He's got to snap and also get down and cover. And Charles McCracken played a year, went away a year, now came back okay. and played. He didn't play in his sophomore year, as I understand. And he uh, he knows uh, Andrew Zink real well, who went off to play at South Alabama, and he wants to be a lot like Andrew. He's not a position player. Right. He's just a long snapper. And that's a that's a technique issue. And you've got to be able to. Be flexible. you got to be able to get your shoulders and upper torso back through your legs, and you got to do it in an explosive fashion. And it's a lot like in weightlifting. It's a lot like a, a hand clean. You know, you've got to be explosive to be a long
1: I thought that well, last week. I think his snaps were pretty. All of them were pretty money. I think from from as the games have progressed, he's gotten better and better as as has gone by. And that that's probably a lot of like you say. He took a year off and wasn't playing, and now he's back into it. May take him a little bit to go. Um, you've got a great. You've got a pretty darn good freshman kicker, and I want to mention him just because I go to the JV games because of my son. Um, and Michael's going to be a good. Or is it Matthew? Excuse Matthew. me, Matthew. He's going to be a good one.
4: I like Matthew. Uh, Matthew just showed up one day. He said, Coach, I'm a kicker. And I didn't know he was coming. I didn't know of him in middle school or anything like that. But he has the ability to kick all the the type kicks that you want. He can be a PAT field goal guy. He can kick the ball deep. He can pooch kick, squib kick, and he just does it naturally. And we're teaching him to punt right now. And that's a work in progress, but he's getting better and better every week. He's never even been in the weight program before, and that's so, huge. So I think I think you're going to see a, a real star in the making down the road.
1: I talked to Coach Shakir a little bit um, uh, about uh, the, the kickoff return and 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 getting you know talk a little bit about Iron did a great job. I mean you know sometimes and and before when coach uh green was on we talked about punt return we talked about because that's what his specialty was really in in college he got the pros sometimes guys just have it or they don't
4: what i learned a long time ago if you're going to be a great great punt return team you got to have the guy i know uh, going back in the archives i remember when randy kelly was here <laughs> Randy was the guy you know a uh, bond bean way back in the day yep yep you've got to have that guy you can work and work and work and have perfect schemes but if you, if you don't have a fearless guy back there
1: yeah then you're not going to be a great punt return team a lot of times and, and I talked to talk, coach green and I talked about this it seems like that guy is somewhat of a defensive back guy typically so they're athletic of course um but it's it's sometimes not your wide receiver that you think it is um it's it's that fearless mentality and and a lot of times your defensive backs i think personally the defensive back is probably one of the hardest positions on on the team because you're a lot of times solo and, and you're one-on-one and everybody watches you and you got to have to have a short memory or no memory at all, really. Um, but those guys, typically the ones that are a little bit fearless, they talk a little more jive, they, you know, they, they talk a little more trash, um, and they want to be in that spotlight. Well,
4: here's the math of it, and this is the way I've explained it to our guys. If you go catch the football, I'm not worried about big, long returns. Sometimes they think that's what we want is the big return every time. If you catch the football as opposed to letting it hit the ground, the average ball is going to hit and roll somewhere in the neighborhood of 15 to 20 yards if you let it hit and roll. That's two first downs. Sure. That's your offense has got to get. So if we catch the football, our mantra is give me seven yards. That's all I want. And if you do that, in my saves mind, saves
1: you about three first downs. That's 27 yards.
4: Yeah. That yeah. You don't
1: have to gain. That's, that's that's an accounting. That's an accounting coach right there. Yeah. <laughs>
4: that's hidden yardage. You know, there are a lot of hidden yardages in in football. Every time you exchange punts with a team, if you can gain 10 yards, that's hidden yardage. It doesn't go in the stats anymore. Right. And so that's, what we're trying to do is keep things very simple. Our guys are so young and so inexperienced, and we're trying to raise their football IQ, not their academic IQ, not talking about that. But kids today, it seems like there's been a difference even from 10 years ago. It, they they watch TV, some, they watch football, but they don't seem to understand the nuances the way kids did 10 years ago and 12 years ago. So we're keeping everything very, very basic. You probably noticed we changed our kickoff return. Sure. Made it very basic. When you've got older kids, you can you can tweak things on every single return. You can tell guys to switch responsibilities yeah. and stuff like that. When kids are young, you've got to give them one job, and do it over and over and
1: over. I will tell you something that I don't know if people really grasp, and I talked about it on at the during the game on the on the broadcast. I specifically mentioned it, and I don't know what kickoff it was for Kathleen, but it was a short kickoff. And Iron fielded it or maybe fielded it off a bounce, but the wall really wasn't set. Guys really weren't set, and you could really tell his his maturity um, and just his football iq because i don't know if you know what i'm talking about but he stopped and waited and let everything form and then took off and and i don't know if he gained 10 yards it wasn't a huge return that wasn't the big return that he did but again that's like you say that's that 7 10 15 yards that is that unspoken you know that if he would have just ran without anybody in front of him Maybe we don't get anything like that.
4: I remember that particular return. It was on our sideline. And he did, number one, he did a great job and came and caught the ball instead of letting it hit the ground. Because he really had to sprint to catch it. And then the, the wedge is going to be set in a certain place. And he knows that. So he did sort of motor down a little bit, got behind the wedge. We we returned it out to about to 40.
1: Yeah, yeah. I thought it was, a, it, was it was a decent return, and it just shows me um, that you know one the coaching of the whole thing, you know that he's being coached, but two that he gets it. And it wasn't about oh, I'm gonna catch it. I'm gonna go. And, and just trying to get yardage. He knew what was going on and that return and to be able to get that. And
4: you're talking about a guy that's played a lot of football games. He's played sure. playoff games. He's a seasoned guy. He's he's young, but he's seasoned.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, we look forward to, to Friday night, Coach. Don't go anywhere if you're listening uh, at home or on the road or uh, through the computer. We'll be right back after this quick break with more of In the Eye of the Hurricane with head coach Youssef Shakir.
3: Champions aren't made by sneaker companies, social media, or television networks. Champions are forged by Florida's merciless summer sun. One more sprint ran in the sand. One more set of bench presses. And one more hour of rep after rep after rep until perfection is reached and character is made rock solid. Coming soon... The Hurricane Champions Foundation will provide the resources needed to cover the cost of special projects and gear needed to ensure that our hurricane athletes participating in all sports have the resources and opportunities they need to match the size of their hearts and the depth of their dedication. The Hurricane Champions Foundation, supporting Manatee High School athletics. Our champions are made details coming soon.
1: Welcome back to In the Eye of the Hurricane with head coach Yusef Shakir. I'm Chad Schott. Uh Joining me again is, is Coach Shakir as we get back in and wrap up this week's broadcast of so a preview of this week's game. Uh, homecoming for the Hurricanes with Lakewood Ranch uh, coming into Joe Canan Field at Hawkins Stadium. Um, and if we, didn't, we haven't been away from home far too long, but going to Lakeland, I always love having the home game. We talked about the traveling earlier. Uh, tell me a little about Lakewood Ranch They come in 3 you know they didn't have a uh, they've already had their bye week in the beginning of the season, I believe or, or maybe it was a schedule week was last Sh- week. yep last week. Yeah. So tell me a little about what you see from them on film um, and some things that that we're preparing
2: for. Well, you know, they run spread offense. Uh, they're very uh, precise on what they do. Uh, they tell that they're very their coach very well. Uh, as far as what to do and how to do it uh the, the receivers run very precise routes uh defensively they kind of very multiple they run a couple different defensive fronts and uh, do a couple different they run an even and a hard front a couple different things in the secondary so that um really are, it's kind of hard to get a, a beat on kind of what they're consistently doing on defense uh so for us uh, we just have to come out and play physical, and we just have to play discipline. Uh, the biggest thing, you know, more important than anything else, you know, is district games, so it starts district playoff. So these are things that, these are games that decide whether we make the playoffs or not, and these are games that matter the most. All cause of because all the games are serious, but, you know, this is, determines your future sure as far as you know are you going to be playing until the postseason as we know you know that's the expectation here yeah playing to play the play and keep that 10-year streak going
1: yeah goals to, to win district and every year so that you can get that guaranteed spot mm-hmm. then it's, it's better to win the district and know you're in than have to worry about the point system and all that kind of stuff and um so yeah this is the the start of the district play um what do you see from last week to this week that were you know that that something that uh the Lakewood Ranch run something they do. What do we see that that translates from Ka- Kathleen to Lakewood Ranch? Any similar, very similar spread? Yes. Technique
2: on the offense. Actually, very similar. They run a double, a lot of doubles and a lot of trips and some twenty-personnel. Uh, Kathleen was actually a twenty-personnel team before they played us, <laughs> so we were preparing a lot for that. Uh, but you know, we knew they was going to do some spread with some doubles and some trips. Formations and, and that's the thing that that cap, uh, that Lakewood Ranch really gives you a lot, give you a lot of three by one set, a couple bunch sets, a couple stack sets out of the doubles. Uh, so and they run some inside zone and they're trying to run and get the ball going and, and they're trying to do some uh, RPO system type things with some pops and some some zone read bubbles, some things like that. So they're trying to put you in conflict in certain areas, uh, and which is you know that's basically the game now, kind of really on you know, the college game especially are uh, trying to put you in conflict in, in those areas. And so we just have to make sure we just play decisive in physical football. They
1: seem to be they seem to be pretty balanced. Like yep. 45, I think 45% run, 55% pass. Mm-hmm. Something like that. And you may you may try to maybe equate that to their last game. They they beat Northport in in, in overtime and looked like almost like a shootout. 42 yes. to 44. Mm-hmm. Something in that range they won. So, you know, their offensive of statistics on the passing side maybe skewed a little bit because, you know, I know they were up and then and then they, they more Northport came back to to tie it and that sort of thing. Talk a little bit about um, I saw in your scouting report. Uh, you mentioned some fakes, reverse things like that. Always be, you know, prevalent of that. Is that something that you've seen from them, or is that going back to saying, "Hey, let's just do our job and make sure we're we're doing exactly what we're supposed to be doing, staying
2: focused." It's a little bit of both. A little bit of both. Uh, they do a couple wheel routes with that back out the backfield. They've done a reverse before. The end does, but they have a double pass off of it. Anytime time they have a wheel route. They have a throwback off of it too. Uh, those those are just kind of just basics of football that you always see and that you. And that you have to continuously remind kids about, it, especially if they don't see it. Uh, so we, we always prepare for that every week. We always see see a version of double pass every day in practice. Uh, so for us, uh, that's something we always want to do. But I, you, know, you see it coming out of them, and you know, especially the double pass is is definitely something we're expecting. Um, homecoming game, uh,
1: you know, a lot of pageantry, a lot of distractions. All that sort of thing. You get the king and queen at halftime. You got pictures before the game. What do you how do you keep? I know you're shaking your head, nobody can see that, but as a coach I always worried about the distractions. What's how do you how do you control? I mean, you can't really tell a kid no, you can't go be homecoming king or no you can't take pictures it's theoretically. <laughs> but how do you control that that as much as possible? You know, the expectation of staying focused.
2: The biggest thing, you know, is that Usually those kids are kind of our people. Usually they're usually your mature kids, and and so as long as it's a mature kid that can handle the situation and can stay focused and understand what the, you know, the, that the focus is. And still, he has to do his responsibilities uh, when he comes back and touches the field. But you want to make sure that you know everybody is involved with everything that they sure that they want to be part of. You know, if it's it's
1: um uh Coach West out there, it's his first year coaching uh with with lakewood ranch do you feel like there may be some things very similar to the way you, you know your first year came in not knowing who your team is kind of working that that as aspect as you go or do you feel like they've got a pretty good as, grasp of hey here's who we are and here's who we want to be
2: i think they have a very good grasp of it a like lot one thing's a little different he's kind of, he's from the area so yep. he, he knows probably a lot of the kids and his staff knows a lot of kids and then on top of that you know he've had he's had uh Really, it's just some time, you know, to really get it going in the, in the spring and, and, and kind of see some things during that time period uh, as far as the summer is concerned. And so I think they have a good grasp. of it. And Then, like I said, more important than anything else, uh, a lot of his staff from when he was at Southeast is with him now. And that's a big thing. You know, when you have guys you've worked with before, they know how you want to compensate. They know how you want to do things. So it makes it go so much smoother uh, when you come into a new place. Uh, yeah, um, based when I came in, you know, basically it was just really me. Sure, so, sure. Uh, when you don't have those guys that's on your staff, that, that know the way you want to do things and how you want to operate, I think that's uh, one thing. Like now having Taquiez here, you know, a lot of things that he already knows how I do a lot of things already. He already knows how he already has things set up before I even bring them up. Sometimes I even bring them up first with me. And I'm about to bring something up He, he already said Hey coach you Yeah know, Not like Hey I'm just about to the talk Continuity about Yeah yeah. yeah. And, and, and those things Help you so much uh, What about injuries Any Anything
1: that uh, You know Any major Any Anybody from last week We didn't have anybody Get hurt from last week
2: Right We did We did Yeah They played Finished the game But Okay We had about four kids miss practice this week Okay So We'll see. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. I know
1: it's it's Wednesday, so hopefully they, they got a couple more days to, to rest and don't hurt themselves as they're taking pictures in front of the Davis Building or something, <laughs> tripping <laughs> over a girl's dress or something. <laughs> yeah. um, but thanks, Coach. We appreciate your time here. Look forward to seeing everybody out at the game Friday night, Homecoming versus Lakewood Ranch. As always, thanks for listening. Tune in next week as we uh, review the game from Lakewood Ranch and also preview the next game against Coconut Creek. As always, Go
2: can Go! Yes